Welcome to the Mustang UMC podcast recorded each Sunday morning during our 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. services. We invite you to join us in praise and worship during that time, and our hope is that this podcast serves as an encouragement for you and for your family in your daily life. Well, amen, and... uh... Thank you all. And it is, a, again, just a, a blessing to, to be here. If, uh, if you're joining and you uh, haven't been um, in Mustang United Methodist Church over the past few weeks, we're, we're doing a series called The Generous Journey, in which we're looking at Matthew 21 through 28, and really just taking this last week of Jesus as a church and, and just looking at, at some of the, the different stories and, and different things that have happened. And so today we find ourselves in in Matthew chapter 26. We're going to go verses 30 to 35, and then also verses 69 through 75. This is Matthew 26, 30 through 35, and 69 through 75. Let's give our attention to the reading of God's holy word. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, you will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter Peter answered him, Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you this very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. Now, verse 69. Now, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him and said, You also were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you mean. And when he went out to the entrance, another servant girl saw him, and she said to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied it with an oath, I do not know the man. After a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you too are one of them, for your accent betrays you. Then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the saying of Jesus, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. And so, Lord, we do pray. Lord, in the comfort of our own homes, Lord, we pray that your spirit would be made known to us. Lord, teach us your word and teach us your truth and guide us in your goodness and life. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Wow. So much has changed just even in a week. I mean, a week ago, we, we, we gathered for, for church. It was awkward. We weren't touching each other, but we were, we were present. And, and then so much stuff has happened in the last week. Uh, it was just like 11 days ago that the NBA was playing basketball games, and thousands of people were, were in an arena. And now we're, we're, we're in our homes, and we're, we're social distancing. And, and, and it's all because of a thing called COVID-19, um, now, this is, um, I'm, I'm not a, a doctor by any stretch of the imagination, but this is just so just crazy and, and weird. And, 
Um, and, and the way that it spreads, and there's so much we're learning about it day after day, and it seems like every day there's a, a new thing. And I don't know about you, but one of the things that I've been experiencing a lot of is, is chaos, um, because I, I don't know what's happening in the world today. I don't know what's happening in my world today. Um, what does work look like in the midst of all of this? Is it, um, you know, I, I went to Walmart the other day to, to get a few things, and and I'm, I'm looking at people suspiciously, right? You hear somebody cough and, and you're just like, you know, what, what do I do? And, and there's all this loss. Um, earlier this week, Heather and I and, and Mike and Kaysen did a fireside chat about loss and lament. Um, and there's so much loss that's happening, whether it be um, kids who are in their senior year or um, just um, people who can't see their friends or losing their jobs or, gosh, losing loved ones and um, having, having family members that get sick. There's so much loss that is going on, and it really causes chaos. And there, there's chaos around us, and then there's chaos inside of us. And I think what, what, what can happen in the midst of this, because I think it happens to all of us, is we can be afraid, we can be anxious, we can be nervous. And what do we do when we are confronted with fear? What do we do when we're confronted with chaos and fear, when we don't know what to do, when the world seems like it's not how it was yesterday? What do we do? Because it's one thing when the world is going right to be able to say, I trust Jesus, I'll follow you wherever. But then just a day later when everything is spiraling out of control, what do we do? We actually see this in the story of Peter. And actually our scripture that we had really was broken up by events that caused a lot of chaos in his world and in their world. Now I want to tell you a little bit about Peter. Peter was one of Jesus' disciples. And in fact, he was one of the leaders of the disciples. Jesus actually trusted Peter to be the leader of the church. He changed his name from Simon to Peter and he said, On this rock, on you, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against it. Peter was the one that, that, that had the audacity that when Jesus was walking on water, that he took steps and walked on water. Now, it's interesting, as long as his eyes were on Jesus, he could walk on water. But when he looked down and he, and, and he realized um, that, that he was on water and he saw the wind, and, he, and he, he didn't see the wind, he felt the wind, and he saw the waves, he, he, he realized his fear, and he began to sink, but Jesus reached out. Peter was the impulsive disciple. Some of you are like that. You're just going to say what you think, and you're going to do what you think. And, and this is Peter. Um, and so I would imagine that, that here in, in this, we, we see a little bit of that. And so at the beginning of our scripture, it says, Jesus said to them, you will all fall away because of me this night. And so Jesus is telling all of his disciples that are there, all of you are going to fall away. That, that this stress and this chaos and this pressure, what is about to happen, is going to cause you to fall away. But what does Peter say? He says, not me. Mm -mm. All those other people might, all right? But I got your back, Jesus. You can trust me. Rely on me. I've got this. There is nothing, nothing I tell you that would cause me to fall away from you. This is Peter. He says, I'm not afraid. No matter what happens, I'm here for you. But what Jesus says is Jesus says, all of you will fall away. And then when Peter responds the way that he does, Jesus says, especially you, Peter. He says, truly, I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. 
Have you ever wanted to remember something important? Um, the other day, we, uh, our family was out for a, a little walk, and we had some, some people who had moved in a little bit down the street, and they were out in their garage, and so we, we said hi at a very socially appropriate distance, all right? And uh, I said, you know, I would shake your hand, but I'm not doing that these days. And so we had this um, conversation, and, 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 and he told us um, his name. And so, you know, I, I, we walked away, and, and we were, I was saying, okay, this is so-and-so, um, and, and his last name, and his wife's name, and this is so-and-so, and don't forget, this, this guy's name is such-and-such. And right now, even if I knew his name, I probably wouldn't say it just for privacy reasons, but I can't remember his name for the life of me, right? Like we, we sometimes try to remember important things, but this is what I imagine Peter would be experiencing. Like, okay, don't forget, don't, don't deny Jesus. Like I gotta leave here, don't deny him, don't deny him, don't deny him. But, but what happens is, of course, something different because how do you forget something so important? Well, of course, there were some crazy events that night. Jesus goes off to pray, and, and when he goes off to pray, um, Judas comes, gives him a kiss, and, and betrays him with a kiss, and turns him into the authorities. And, and, and Peter actually grabs his sword. He cuts off the knife. He cuts off the ear of somebody with his sword, and Jesus puts it back on. And then Jesus is taken away and arrested. And so then we pick up with our story here as he's being tried in sort of a mockery of a trial in the middle of the night. And so, so Peter follows at a distance. That's how, how one of the uh, versions talks about sort of this. The disciples, there's a couple of them. John's another one who follows at a distance. And so in our scripture, it says that Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. And so he's able to kind of see what's going on, um, but, but, but he is far enough away um, that, that he's not really in the middle of it. He wanted to kind of know what was happening, maybe get word as people were coming back and forth but trying to sort of stay in the shadows, if you will. And so what happens here is that now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard and a servant girl came up to him, somebody who had no authority, who had no standing, who might not have even should have been able to talk to him. All right, but a, a servant girl comes up to him and says, you also were with Jesus, the Galilean. And do you hear how innocently it begins for, for Peter? But he denied it before them all because there was other people in the room. It wasn't just him and this little girl. There were people around. And he says, I do not know what you mean. Almost as if like just sort of brushing her off. Like, you know, now, now, what do you, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I just, I'm just here. It isn't this huge declaration of I don't know Jesus. I don't know what you mean, just trying to put it off. But that was the first time. And then, then our story goes and it it says another servant girl came to him and said, this man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And this time he gets a little bit stronger, a little bit more intense, all right, because he's feeling the pressure, the chaos is building up because his world has suddenly turned 180, that Jesus has been taken. Everything that he expected to happen hasn't happened, and he is scared, and he is afraid, and the chaos around him and inside of him is building up. And so he responds stronger, I do not know the man. And then it says a group of bystanders come up to him. Can you imagine Peter sitting there and these, th this group of people coming to him, accusing him of being with Jesus? And they say this, certainly you too are one of them for your accent betrays you. And here Peter responds, what often happens when we're afraid is that anger 
brings up, that our emotion gets the best of us. And it says he invoked a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know the man. And right then, you can almost imagine, especially once somebody has gotten loud, there's sort of this eerie pause. And in the midst of that eerie pause, then the rooster crows. Can you hear it? Do you, do you hear that rooster crowing? In the silence and in the stillness, that rooster crows. And reality hits him. I've done exactly what I said I wouldn't do. I've let Jesus down. I've broken my word. And it says he goes and he weeps bitterly. And so it was in fear. It was in stress. It was in the midst of all of this that, that Peter broke down because that's often what happens in the midst of chaos and fear is that we give into it. And so when it seems like all hope is gone, what do we do? When it seems like that the world that we knew and that we trusted is gone and is taken away from us, what do we do? Well, often we give into our fears. Is that we let fears win the day instead of anything else. And so we become afraid. I mean, this is Peter. He sees what's happening to Jesus. He sees that Jesus is being arrested. He's aware that this doesn't look good. And all of a sudden, he, he's afraid, this could happen to me. And so I think that this is what has happened in some ways to our society. You know, we, we laugh about the toilet paper, right? And, and we think, gosh, what is wrong with people? What is wrong with people is that we are afraid and that we give in to that. And so instead of, instead of going and, and shopping like we might normally do, or maybe a little bit more, because if you're like us, you're eating at your house more than um, normal. Um, uh, I don't know. So like, uh, it's good to go still support restaurants, and, uh, and I really appreciate the carryout, and I think that's good for us to be a neighbor in that way. But uh, we had three meals at the, family, at the family table yesterday. What a gift that was um, for us. But we might have to get a little more food than normal. Um, but, but this hoarding thing, it says we're afraid. And, and so what often happens is that in our fear, we begin to live and care for ourselves. We, we stop looking out to our community and we begin to say, well, what about me? I have to protect me. And, and, and so I'm going to buy all the toilet paper I can. I'm going to buy five loaves of bread that are going to go bad in two weeks. I'm going to buy all the eggs um, that are possible. I've got to have, I have to have the essentials for me. And we, and we stop being a community that cares for one another. And so we all have ways in which we begin to turn inward and we begin to act selfish. But this isn't what, 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 what God wants us to do. In fact, in times of stress, we have two choices. Is that we can either turn inward or we can turn upward. We can either turn inward and live by fear and live for ourselves or we can turn upward and look for where our help comes from. Let me read to you from Psalm 121. It says, I lift my eyes to the mountain. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And so in this time, can we look up? He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over you will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. 
The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. And so in the times of fear and anxiety and um, pandemics, we can turn inward or we can look upward. And as a people of God, I want us to, to look upward because as we do so, we see some promises um, and there's some promises in our scripture that, that Jesus has. And this first sort of reminder or this first sort of promise is that Jesus is actually going ahead of us. All right, you may not have, have noticed this in the, the scripture, but at the very beginning, it says, then Jesus said to them, you will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But here's verse 32. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Gal Galilee. This is Jesus' promise to us, is that Jesus goes before us. He, he goes ahead of us, all right? And so, so there is a day and there is a future in which there's a new normal and there's a new safety and, and we, are, we, we, have, we move on and Jesus is there. And he's saying, I've prepared a place for you. In this, in this new day, there's, there, there's a place for you. He goes ahead of you tomorrow. And he says, you know what? I know you're worried about all sorts of things going on, but you know what? I'm already at tomorrow and I'm there. And, and, and just trust me, I, I, I'm ahead of you. And so it's easy for us to be afraid and to panic because we don't know what the future looks like. But the good news for all of us is that Jesus knows and Jesus is there. And he, he's not afraid, all right? But he is beckoning us and he's calling us one day at a time, one step at a time. Come forward. Come on. I've got this. I will go before you to Galilee. And so the disciples didn't know what that meant at the time. They didn't know, even though Jesus had told them that he was going to be betrayed and arrested, that, that they would deny him, that, that he was going to suffer and die and on the third day rise again, even though he had told them all that, when Jesus got arrested, they just panicked. But these words had to be words of hope. And they're words of hope for them, and they have to be words of hope for us as well, is that Jesus is ahead of us into this future and so one of the things that I'm holding on to, and I don't know when this day will be, all right, but one day we're going to gather in our sanctuary together. And, and the people of God are, are going to be together in flesh. And on that day when I take the communion bread and I break it and I say, this is the body of Christ broken for you, and we come up and we receive it together, what a day of rejoicing that will be. And so I'm just looking forward to that day. But I'm also going to be thankful for each and every day that Jesus goes before us. Because the other gift that God gives us and this promise is to be with us. It's a reminder that we are not alone. I think it's so great that Jesus told Peter that when the rooster crows, that is when you will know. That is when, when the rooster crows, it'll be a reminder now, can you imagine that you're Peter the next morning and you hear that rooster crowing? I mean, do you just wake up in a cold sweat? Do you just feel so awful? Do you just feel like, oh my goodness, that, that, that sign of me letting Jesus down? But let me tell you a little bit about what happens later on in the story. So Jesus, I mean, he does die and he's resurrected and we're going to celebrate that in the coming weeks and, and, and we'll celebrate Easter. But there's a story of how Jesus is cooking breakfast on the beach and, 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 and Peter comes and, 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 and together they have breakfast and, and three times Jesus asks, Peter, do you love me more than these? 
Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? And, and he's really restoring Jesus. He's really restoring Peter in the midst of all of this and saying, I believe in you. I trust you. I forgive you. And I know that you love me. And so this rooster, in the morning when it, when it crowed and it woke him, initially it was a reminder of his sin. But later I believe it became a reminder of his grace and of his presence with him. And this is such a good gift for us, all right, is that we have to remember that God's mercies are new every morning, that we are called to live life one day at a time. And we may not get to hear the rooster crows, so some of you may be fortunate enough that you are able to, to do that where you live, all right? But for the rest of us, here's what I want to, want to have as your reminder, is when your phone goes off in the morning or your alarm or your kid comes and wakes you up at 5.30 in the morning, all right? Whatever it is that, 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 that gets you going in the morning, I want it to be a reminder, just like the rooster would have been for Peter, that God is here and that God is present and that Jesus is with us day by day. May that be a reminder of God's grace and faithfulness. Jesus is here with us. And because Jesus is here and he's with us, he's with all of us, all right? And that he calls us to be a good neighbor. He calls us to love our neighbors. He calls us to, to be present and to be still and know that he is God. And he's given us this beautiful reminder. About a, a year ago, my life really just kind of turned upside down. It's a long story. I can't give it. Um, all to you now, but um, life just really changed dramatically um, for, for, for me. And, and I had a lot of questions, and our family had a lot of questions. Um, what does this mean? How did this happen? Well, why, why now? Why us? Um, and, and we also wondered things. Um, we, didn't, we didn't know about our financial future, jobs. There was a whole lot of things that were just up in the air. And it was, it was chaotic, and it was scary. Um, and, and I just remember thinking, again, it was a spring a year ago, just like, what is going to happen? And I, I got to admit that, that I oscillated between fear and hope. And I think this is normal for the people of God, to oscillate between fear and hope and, and to wonder what was going to happen. But there was a moment, and there was a time, in, in which I felt something. And it wasn't because my outward circumstances had changed at all, because they hadn't changed yet. But it was this thing inside of me in which I knew that I trusted Jesus, in which I knew that God was for me and not against me, and that I knew that hope was not lost, even though my world was spinning and I was afraid. And this is what happens when fear and chaos is around us, is that, is that we have to remember that Jesus and God brings order out of chaos. And so in the midst of about a year ago when everything was in turmoil for myself and for my family, I got to breathe in and I realized that as I breathed in, I trusted Jesus. And I trusted that the Lord of all is the Lord of this. The Lord of all is the Lord of this. And we're going to see a victory. That doesn't mean it's not going to come without sacrifice. It doesn't mean it's not going to come without pain or difficulty or even death for people. 
but, but we believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And that God is good and he is good to us. The Lord will watch over us both now and forevermore. That's the promise of the Psalms. And so it was a year ago for me that I decided I actually do trust Jesus. I really do. And I'm not going to be afraid. I'm still going to be anxious. I'm still going to have questions. I'm still going to wonder what's going to happen. But I'm going to choose to trust instead of be afraid. And I'm going to choose to see the good. And so here I am, uh, the pastor at Mustang United Methodist Church, and so thankful to be here. God has been good. He has seen us through. And so I want to tell you as your pastor, look, I don't know what the next days, weeks, months, year, I don't know what it's going to hold. But I know that we're going to walk this journey together and that Jesus has, is ahead of us and Jesus is with us. And that's the good news. Jesus is ahead of us and Jesus is with us. So I'm not afraid, my friends. I'm going to have my moments of being anxious and there's going to be times in which chaos will win the moment, but it's not going to win the day. We're going to see a victory because the battle belongs to the Lord. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and yes, even forever. Let us pray. And so, Lord Jesus, we thank you. And so, Lord, right now, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would wash over us, that, 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 that our faith could even be strengthened in the midst of this turmoil, that, our, that we would know you more, that we would sense your presence. Lord, may you speak to each and every person that's watching this and just give them the reminder that says, I'm here. I haven't forgotten about you. I still love you. I know you and you know me. God, we pray for your protection. We pray for wisdom, Lord, that we would take care of one another and we would take care of ourselves. And God, I pray for hope. Because it's so easy for us to be people who, who live without hope when chaos and fear, all we can see is clouds. But Lord, may your light shine and break through. And may your people stand in your truth and in your goodness. So Lord, open up the skies. And Lord, may your light and may your fire come down. And may we know that we know that we know that you are Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mustang UMC podcast. Once again, our services are at 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love to see you there. For more information about the Mustang United Methodist Church, please visit us at mustangumc.org or email us at office at mustangumc.org. That is office at mustangumc.org. We hope you enjoyed.